to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength exercise that will help fix the thoughts, emotions, and actions that drain you of the mental strength you need to be your best. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Today, I want to share a strategy that will help you face your fears in a healthy way. As a therapist, it's a strategy that I use to help people overcome a specific fear or even a phobia. It takes some work, but it's really effective. It involves creating a fear hierarchy and then facing your fears one small step at a time. Here's how it works. Think of a fear that you want to conquer, like the fear of needles or the fear of public speaking. Then create a list of things you could do to slowly face that fear in incremental steps. The key to conquering your fear is to move at a controlled pace. Doing something that feels too scary too soon will leave you terrified. And that will make you want to avoid facing that fear ever again. I see a lot of people who make this mistake. They decide to face their fear all at once, and then they end up feeling emotionally scarred, and ultimately they're still terrified of that thing that scares them. So here's how to face your fear in a healthy way. Think about fear on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being not scary and 10 being downright terrifying. Our goal is to do things that are in about the 4 to 6 range. Moderately scary, but still tolerable. When you do something that fits within that range, your fear will start to decline over time. This is what we consider to be exposure therapy. Once your fear starts to subside, you take another small step towards doing something that feels just a little scary. Again, somewhere around the five on the fear meter. Keep in mind that it's important that you establish what the next step is going to be. You have to do what's a little scary for you, not what someone else thinks that you should. I'll walk you through an example of a woman that I worked with in my therapy office. Her name is Mary, and she was terrified of spiders. At the time, we were in Maine, a place that has no poisonous or even dangerous spiders. So she knew that her fear of spiders was irrational and completely out of proportion. But at the same time, she was so scared of spiders that it limited her activities. In the summer, she really didn't want to go hiking. She didn't like walking through the grass. And she hated sitting on a towel at the beach because she was afraid she'd see a spider. Whenever she saw a spider, she experienced sheer panic. Her heart raced and she let out an involuntary scream. Her family accused her of being dramatic, but she said, I'm not, I can't help it. This is just something that naturally happens every time I see a spider. Whenever she saw a spider in the house, it ruined her whole day. She'd spend the rest of the day worried that she might see another one. And she always had to enlist the help of someone in her family to get the spider out of the house or smush it. If she was home alone when she found a spider, she sometimes left. But then she worried about going back in the house because she didn't know where their spider was going to be. She was actually quite embarrassed, but she was motivated to conquer this fear. So we created a fear hierarchy that contained several steps. It went something like this. Step one, talk about spiders. Step two, look at pictures of cartoon spiders. Step three, look at pictures of real spiders. Step four, sit in the same room as a spider with the spider in a glass jar. 
Step five, sit on the same couch as a spider while the spider was still inside the glass jar. Step six, touch the glass jar with the spider inside. And step seven, hold the glass jar with the spider still inside. That was as far as Mary wanted to go. Someone else might decide that their goal was to actually touch the spider or hold it. But Mary was clear. She didn't want to become friends with the spider. She just didn't want to scream and run away whenever she came across one. We worked on those steps slowly. We didn't do all seven steps in one day. It took weeks. And she had to practice outside my therapy office. Early on, she made it a priority to look at spiders a few times a day. Initially, that was terrifying. Just the thought of looking at even a cartoon spider was scary. She thought they were all disgusting. That's why she started by looking at cartoon spiders. To her, that made them seem at least a little bit less creepy. The biggest moment for her, though, was when she allowed herself to be in the same room as a spider on purpose. Even though it was in a glass jar and it was on the other side of the room and she knew she was safe, her her body still went into complete panic mode as if she were in a life or death situation. After a few minutes, though, she calmed down. And by the end of our therapy session that day, she could hold the conversation and felt a lot less panicked. By the end of our time together, she was able to hold the glass jar with the spider inside. Of course, she still didn't love spiders, but her body stopped reacting as if she were in imminent danger. And she felt more confident in her ability to tolerate fear. In order for that to continue to be effective, though, she had to periodically challenge herself after therapy was over. That meant forcing herself to look at spiders sometimes or when she saw one to push herself to stay in the same room. Doing that regularly was the key to keeping her spider phobia at bay in the long term. If you have a fear that you want to overcome, create your own fear hierarchy for yourself. Identify the small action steps that you could take toward facing your fears one step at a time. As you create a little bit of tension and challenge yourself to tolerate some fear, like a five on that scale of one to 10, you'll train your brain to recognize that you can handle feeling scared. And with consistent practice, you can increase your courage and decrease the fear that you feel. If you have a phobia that's really impacting your life, though, make sure that you seek therapy. If you're so afraid to drive over bridges that you can hardly go anywhere, or if you have a fear of elevators that requires you to walk up more flights of stairs than you can handle, see a therapist. A mental health professional can help. Talking to a professional can also help in situations where it's tough to do something one small step at a time. Take the fear of flying, for example. You might be able to look at pictures of airplanes or watch movies about flying, but there's not a lot of other things you can do on your own. It's not likely that you're going to find a plane that you can visit to help you conquer that fear. Therapists often have other strategies, though, that can help facing a fear like that. So there you have it. The therapist-approved strategy for overcoming fear. Create a fear hierarchy and face your fear one small step at a time. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcast.